0: Rafferty had never seen so many trick-or-treaters on Chestnut Street, nor had he ever been charged with escorting such a large witch's march up to Gallows Hill. There were at least 150 of them this year. Wiccans, Druids, Celts, Nature Mama hippies with psychic tendencies, pantheists and polytheists all. Walking slowly behind his 1980 Crown Vic cruiser, the one he'd rescued from the junk pile. For safety reasons, several streets had been blocked off. Traffic was already backed up onto Highland Avenue as visitors streamed into town for the festivities. He'd been living in Salem for almost 20 years now. Back in the 90s, only summer and early fall were filled with tourists. By midsummer... You couldn't find a parking space anywhere downtown, which was a pain in the ass. But come November 1st, you could park anywhere you wanted. Not so anymore. This was no longer a forgotten seaport. No longer an aging industrial city. Salem had been discovered, and not just as a tourist destination, but as the new hot place to live. These days, you were lucky to get a parking space in town at any time of year. Which is why Rafferty always drove the cruiser, even on his day off. As chief of police, he could double park anywhere. More often than not, a tourist would ask him to pose next to the cruiser so they could capture its Witch City logo. A police badge emblazoned with a flying witch on a broomstick wearing a pointed hat. But all that was nothing compared to what happened here in October. The city had been dubbed the Halloween capital of the world. That was no big surprise, but no one had expected it could turn into a month-long celebration. Lately, it was even more than a month, which was great for the merchants. The population grew by at least 300,000 each October. Every year, Salem imported extra police from Boston and Lynn and as far away as Connecticut, and each year they were still shorthanded. The crowds tonight were something. Even here in this residential neighborhood, the trick-or-treaters were waiting in long lines for their candy at the federal mansions that were decorated for the occasion. Rafferty drove the wrong way up Chestnut Street to the corner of Flint. "'Hey, Rafferty!' yelled a man dressed as a pirate and known locally as Worms. "'Write yourself a ticket. This is a one-way street!' Each year the pirate reenactors gathered at the Phillips House Museum, the only historic home open to the public on Chestnut Street, to sing to the children and maybe scare them a little too. "Scallywag," his companion Mickey Doherty growled. "Ar," Rafferty shouted back at them. "Them's fightin' words, John," Mickey said taking it as an invitation to approach the cruiser. "Arg" is only one word, Mickey, Rafferty said. Mickey Doherty was more entrepreneurial than almost anyone in town. He owned two haunted houses on Derby Street and the pirate shop on the wharf, where he sold a bit of weed on the side. Since possession was a misdemeanor these days, and Mickey didn't sell to kids, Rafferty looked the other way. And if you don't know that, you should lay off the dark and stormies. Isn't this a kids' party? Mickey laughed and pounded the cruiser with his fist. This kind of fortification's the only way I can stand the little demons. Rafferty shook his head. Hey, what are the streets like? Mickey wanted to know. I spoke to Anne earlier, and she warned me. There's a weird energy tonight. Anne Chase, Salem's most famous present-day witch. Well, if anyone should know, Rafferty said, and Mickey laughed. Actually, it seems pretty tame to me, Rafferty said. It was true. Fall had come late this year, but now the air was chilling, and the darkness felt pervasive. He nodded to Mickey turned on his siren and pulled out, blocking incoming cars on Essex Street so the parade could cross the road. As the candlelight vigil moved on, a driver blasted his horn, and others joined in chorus to protest the delay. The witches walked in formation as slowly as brides. Once the last witch had crossed the road on the way up to Gallows Hill Park, Rafferty's escort duties were over. He circled the city, checking on the rental cops, and mounted police. A weird energy. He noticed that the Choate Memorial statue at the corner of Essex and Boston streets sported toilet paper streamers. Nothing new or particularly weird there. Costumed children roamed more freely here, mostly without their parents. The little ones sugared up and bouncing, the older kids just looking for trouble. He spotted a few teens hanging out in the parking lot of an auto body shop on Boston Street. They scattered when they saw him coming, probably a drug deal. There'd been a lot of that lately in this area. He hoped the new senior center they were going to build here would turn the neighborhood around. That lot had been vacant too long.